baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where we got it back again, running it back with the best content about all the sports in the world. The Super Bowl is completed. Football is technically over. Uh, no, no, no. That's why I said technically. I didn't say completely. I mean, you and I were just talking I mean, about I'm going to give you those XFL tickets and after the episode's over. And, uh, so. We are. Maybe one day down the road, the XFL will be one of our highlights on the podcast. But that is starting today, so football technically over, not completely over. Um, and a lot of other things that we'll get into, but obviously we got to start last Sunday. I think we both took the Kansas City Chiefs, so yeah. for us, that was not a surprise. With that being said, maybe how the game played out was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um my initial thoughts on it all was I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were the better team. I thought they played better. And in the first half, I texted you and thought yeah, it was like kind of just. It was kind of a beatdown in the first yeah. half. I mean, other than when he, if that wasn't that um, kind of weird fumble that he just, Hurts um, just lost the ball. I mean, then it happened just to bounce perfectly where they could return it. Um, it was kind of a clinic. Yeah, the first half, like I said, and. and Next thing you know, the Chiefs come out, and they look like gangbusters. The defense played, obviously, a million times better. Um, of course, it'll always be a little tainted because of the controversial penalty that essentially, I guess, ended the game. With that being said, um, I guess it's just – I mean, we can get into that in a minute, but in the end, the Chiefs did play the better second half. The Eagles um, – look like they I don't know I, I, I learned a couple things number one um, I think Jalen Hurts was a pretty good quarterback he threw some good throws um, with that being said some of his throws though I thought especially the ones downfield it looked like he just kind of threw them up mm-hmm. and thought my guy was going to make him the catch and your guy wasn't going to mm-hmm. like it didn't look like they were like they just looked like he threw them up the one pass to the sidelines that they reviewed that was a beautiful pass obviously I think he's a good player um, I think the Eagles probably got a, a lot to, to get out of them. I feel like they didn't necessarily run the ball as well as they probably could have. Um, but they looked dominant. Their defense didn't look as good in the second half for this defense that is supposed to be so um, vaunted. Um, Mahomes did get injured, and I don't know. I almost felt for a minute was Mahomes kind of um, – bragging up this injury and then wanted to come out like superhero because in the second half he looked like he was whatever people joke whatever they shot him up with obviously worked really good with the good stuff yeah um it i also thought again the defenses were going to play better it's going to be a lot lower scoring game um but again like you said it was just the tale of two halves the eagles played unbelievable in the first half the chiefs yeah i mean the eagles ended up with more yards than the chiefs by 77 yards and they lost, and they had, you know, I mean, the, the Chiefs the had a much better second half. I guess was the the turning point, but yeah, I mean, the Chiefs definitely they had more time of possession. They had a couple more penalties, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs scored. I mean, they were four or five in the red zone of scoring and scoring touchdowns. I mean, um, so I mean, sometimes that can really determine a game right then and there. Is just how efficient are you, you know, getting into the red zone or in the end zone when you've gotten to the red zone. So, but I mean, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to ever really count out Patrick Mahomes when he's got a healthy Kelsey and 
whatever else he's got on his team because but I think it could be different now. I don't I don't know if Bienemy was the um the mastermind behind that offense. I mean, I don't think you have to be quite a that much of a mastermind to get Mahomes down the field because it's probably pretty easy coaching when you got Mahomes in the backfield. Um, but well, I mean, I think there could be a little bit of a, a difference coming up, and I mean, Travis Kelsey is just getting a little older, and I mean, how long is he going to really sustain, be able to sustain, sustain this as a tight end when he when they know he's the guy? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was texting you last last week i think at some point i mean, I, mean I think they'll have to get a receiver podcast, like they got to or they don't have to, they don't have to get a receiver i guess they could get another tight end but they need a they need another guy that they can take I a little mean, bit of the workload off travis kelsey juju can make some catches and he could have had a good game in. too yeah in the second half he, had I mean, he came one. and looked ready to go in his pregame outfit and yeah, that was odd but i mean <laughs> i just think he, they need if the chiefs get a couple more offensive weapons the defense is young um, I think they had two rookies starting in that defense secondary, I think. Uh, Frank Clark's a monster there. Um, I think if, they, if the running back situation, I think, played itself out, Pacheco was a huge pickup for them, getting a draft at later in the... I don't know if the guy's going to come back. McKinnon or whatever. Yeah, McKinnon. And so, then, I mean, they just... I don't know. I they do a they, good job with whatever they've got on hand, on you know on tap. Yeah, so I guess it's who who is running that offense is... Does that I think we'll find out next difference? year if it's really if if it was really Bayanami or if it was or if it's just easy to coach when you've right. got like Mahomes. Who came up with this little <laughs> run around the marigold yeah. and then boom. Yeah. Um, I guess it didn't work quite this time. What I thought was interesting, and in, especially in the second half, when Kansas City scored those two touchdowns, I mean they basically ran the same play two times. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it the was Eagles had two, no idea what they no, were. No, it was genius, you know. One on the, the left side and one on the right yeah, side. Yeah, fake like you're going to run, and that got the... Well, yeah, they got the motion, and then, and then just boom, stopped. Turned, and turned, yeah, yeah, and it just wasn't a quick enough reaction time. And yeah. I don't think they made a big enough deal about it, the fact that they did it one way, and then they came right back and did yeah, it the other yeah, way. Yeah, and yeah. the Eagles just had no answer for it. Again, who's coming up with those little things, those little wrinkles... Is it I mean, Miami? I assume, is it Reed? Is it I think Patrick Mahomes? I mean, they just up with those things? on the bottom of the screen. They said that um, the enemy is getting a, like a kind of a promotion where he's in charge of like totally calling the plays. Yeah. Or like I think maybe he's Andy Reed had a little bit of a head coach, I guess, title. A little bit of a you know saying what was called. So I mean, I don't know. I don't think. They'll need a tremendous offensive coordinator because Andy Reid will still be there. Obviously, once Andy Reid leaves, um, it could change things, but um, a lot of things could change before then. So Yeah, I mean, so number one, the Chiefs are one more Super Bowl away from becoming a dynasty. They've just won, what, two of the last five now? Or, yeah, I they've guess, been to... Two conference championship games, I think. Two Super Bowls and two conference championship games, I think. Three Super Bowls because they lost to... Oh, yeah, game. and they lost. I mean, they... I guess. I mean, to me, it's hard to say it's not a dynasty now because they've yeah. done it for five years. I forgot they lost the one. I, I and then they lost to Tom forgot. Brady in the conference championship the year before they won yeah. the Super Bowl. So they, um, they've had, yeah, they've had a tremendous run, and I don't think it's really going to stop quite Hines anytime soon. He's a different player. He's probably the closest thing we'll see to see if somebody can rival Tom Brady in Super Bowl titles. Um, but he's just a he's a great player, and um, as long as they surround him from. With His some solid athletes. Brother's annoying, but Patrick Mahomes is good. <laughs> I mean, my God, that kid on social media. 
Um, everybody just loves to retweet. That's so funny. He drives everybody crazy, but those are the people that are retweeting yeah. all of his stuff, which is kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, I think they're a wide receiver away from being without question. The odds I mean, it showed you they had Tyreek Hill was probably maybe not the best receiver in um, NFL, but maybe like the second or third, and they that's lost him, and they still won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and it I didn't mean, really look like they lost anything. They had him, and boom. And Mahomes was hurt the whole entire playoffs. Well, I think that's the two things. So, number one, injuries can always derail a team, and number two, complacency. And maybe, though, getting a new – maybe that is part of Andy Reid's decision-making, right? Because the Chiefs could have offered the enemy something, too. Mm-hmm. And now they've done this for five years. And, again, maybe complacency, getting somebody else, getting some yeah. fresh blood in there to maybe keep things fresh and going for another five years. Maybe they're looking for someone eventually to take Andy Reid's spot. You well, know? I think another thing is, like, he had had so much success. I think he – they knew that he had – like, I knew – like, he was going to get opportunities elsewhere, and I just don't think they wanted to try to match that. And, I mean, I think he wanted to be kind of like Tom Brady with without Bill Belichick. He wanted to show that he could win it without, you know, the guy being your coach, without Patrick Mahomes being your quarterback. So I don't know how the Chiefs aren't the favorite going into next year. Yeah. Um, it's not that they're the Alabama of college football, but they're about the closest thing. I mean, they've become – the Alabama of college football, and you just, no matter what happens earlier in the year, no matter what happens, if they lose three games out of ten. I just don't think you can ever three, count them out. No, if they get in the playoffs. As long as Patrick Mahomes is under center, I just don't think you can really count them out. No. So congratulations to the Chiefs. The Eagles, on the other hand, it'd be interesting to see where they go because they supposedly have the best defensive line in, in the NFL. Um, the defense looked like they got just chomped up in the second half. Offensively, they have the running game. Hurts, they got wide receivers. They got a tight end. So, I mean, are all the pieces there? Like, what what do they think they need? I mean, I think they absolutely have the ability to kind of, I'm not going to say make it back to the Super Bowl, but I think they absolutely have the ability to be a front runner. Yeah. I think their conference. Interesting, because that, that division, obviously, Dallas will always be there. Um, the Giants are getting ten times better, yep. um, and Washington. I mean, I don't, nobody knows what's going on with that organization, but um, the NFC is the place to be if you want to keep going. Because again, you got uh, a little less competition. Yeah, I mean, again, I just every year I just look at those quarterbacks and I keep thinking. In the AFC, I mean, you you could make a case for Miami if they have the right quarterback. You could make a case for the Raiders. I think if they have the right quarterback. You got the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills. I mean, the Steelers are going to play tough all the time. The Ravens. I don't know. The Ravens are a joke. I got, I got, well, we could talk about that in a minute. But the Eagles, I think, are in the right division to keep making a run. Um, so it would be fun to see, I, I guess, what they think they need to do better. It's kind of weird. I, I, mm. I liked the Eagles coach. Um, Sirianni? Yeah, but. There's a part of me then, though, as I watch the game a little bit more, like, it's like um, you all love the guy who will just say it, you know, like, you just look at a ref and say F you, or he'll tell the media to F you, but then you wonder if it, if it's a little too much. Like, I don't know. I, I, I like the guy, though. I just, I was, there's a part of me who wanted to root for him, and then I thought where my money was, and 
You're like, I need that money. Yeah, yeah. So the Eagles, the talent's there. They got the future. They're in the right division. They're in the right conference. Um, There's just something about the Eagles that I never saw. Their fans are obnoxious. I know people love to talk about fan bases, but they got a little obnoxious too. I just, nothing still seemed flashy with me with the Eagles. After the first half, I would have crowned them the greatest team ever. And then once you watch the whole thing, I think to myself, eh, eh, like, what what, what happened? I know they gave up the kickoff, the, the punt return, obviously, and, mm-hmm. which affected it. But um, that offensive, they just couldn't get anything going. Now, we got to also transition back to the fact that we had this controversial call, supposedly, at the end of the game. Um, I think everybody says the same thing always. A flag should never decide the game in the last couple minutes. But I would, as a fan, think if you're going to call flag in the first quarter, I'd want you to call it in the fourth quarter, even if there's a second to go. With that being said, the player for the Eagles did say he grabbed him. Um, it was a cheap grab. It wasn't the grab of the century. But what do you think about the referees making calls in the final seconds? So, obviously, we both said that we both uh, had money on the Chiefs. Um, I wish I would have thrown a lot more money on the Chiefs than I did, but um, I, I don't know. It just it just kind of like tainted the game for me because I wanted to see the Eagles have a chance to come back and tie the game or win the game or whatever. I really wanted to see that. Um, they obviously really didn't have the opportunity. I mean, the Chiefs played it correctly, obviously. Was it Pacheco or McKinney who ran yeah. it to the one and then kneeled down and I mean, he did the right thing. I mean, there were, he did absolutely the right thing to win the game. Um, he could have ran it into the end zone. But, um, I don't know. To me, if it's that late in the game, and I know they say if it's a, you know if it's a penalty in the first quarter, it should be a penalty in the fourth quarter on the last drive. But, I mean, to me, it wasn't an egregious play. I mean, it wasn't much of a holding. I mean, I think we played two-hand tap football on the turkey ball with more contact than that. Um, so, I don't know. I know it's... I mean, I agree Would with you the... Would you agree with the comment? Because, I mean, I'm going to agree with what I'm going to say. Because you obviously watched all the games. I felt like, and again, I'm not being conspiracists here, but I think the Chiefs got a lot of good calls. Yeah, no, I playoffs. completely agree. I mean, if you think about the Every Bengals... controversial call went the Chiefs um, <laughs> The Bengals that they beat... Uh, I mean, there was 10 calls in yeah. there that was pretty crazy. Um, and then that one... I mean, I think that they want... I think that they want Mahomes to win because then Mahomes can kind of be the next Tom Brady, uh, be that next guy. But I don't know. I just I don't know. I could have done without the penalty, even though I won a couple bucks off it. And there was just, no telling that the Eagles would have went down and kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown. I mean, yeah, I just wanted to see them happened, get a chance. But I mean, it's different I, if they go down and they just get stopped. But I just wanted to see them get a chance, and they they really didn't. But like I said, the Chiefs played that correctly and they did the right things. Um, I know a couple people uh, who were devastated because he didn't run that touchdown in because they yeah. lost their football squares. Uh, um, but again, nobody knows if they would have come back and score. But um, yeah. the Super Bowl delivers. Uh, it was an awesome game. But just for me, it was it was kind of like a tease almost at the end because yeah, the final two minutes were like, okay, did that really just happen? Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's different if he throws them down and it's like, okay, as a touchdown saving play, but. I mean, if there, if there had been another minute and a half, I'd been okay with it just because the Eagles. I going to catch it even if he wouldn't. Yeah. Whatever. He well, I mean, that's why it's holding because it's before the ball is released. Um, 
it wasn't pass interference. If it was pass interference, they could have called, called it. Um, what do they call that? Like uh, uncatchable. Yeah, uncatchable, and, and they could over. They could just take the flag and pick it back up. But since it was holding, it was before the pass was released, so it, it automatically stands no matter what. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just it right. It was like you said. The last two minutes turned into. I can't believe that just happened and it's over. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Let's be honest. Then I was just waiting for him to miss that field goal. Yeah, I was. Kind of, I, I just wanted more drama. I didn't really want it to end oh like that. Gosh, and people would have been like, "You're not. You're sort of ran it in." I remember all that controversy yeah. of things like that. So, without question, um, great game. Uh, I mean, NFL always is amazing to watch, but just kind of made me sad to see the season end like that. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, the penalty doesn't end. The penalty did not cause the Chiefs to win. I mean, the, the Eagles could have made a lot of plays, and the Chiefs made did make a lot of plays in the second half. Um, but it just sometimes sucks when you, and it comes down to, like, really in the end of the fourth quarter, that's, like, ended up taking the game away from the Eagles. But Definitely. So I would say, in the end, the NFL got it right. The Chiefs were probably the best team, and the Eagles, I mean, honestly, they were the best two teams in both conferences this year, so it kind of played out. The I think the Bengals could have done the same thing, though. Oh, I think so. I too. think it could have been a really good I game still as well. Think there's only one true rival right now to the Chiefs, and that's the Bengals. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion. I guess we'll get there as the season goes on. We got the NFL draft coming up now. That puts the ball. Yeah, it's the about season. two two months um, and two weeks away or so. Yeah. But um, one of the big things was, um, in speaking of that, was you met, touched on it a few minutes ago about Eric Bieniemy still not getting a head coaching job. He's done everything possible. So there's tons of rumors out there about him and some really um, um, sketchy things that he did and um, potentially with women and so on that maybe that's why he isn't getting a coaching job. Some people say... I thought you said he couldn't interview. He was really bad at interviewing. He said he's just a horrible interviewer. Um, I don't know. I just... I think it's really – why do you think he hasn't gotten a job? I mean, it's a touchy subject to begin with. Um, I don't know what to say because – I just wonder how much is true and how much is not, right? Like, I mean, there's tons of rumors about – I mean, uh, let me put it this way. There's some people that are better to be served off as not the head coach and some people that are better to be served off as the head coach. Um, I mean, to be the head coach, you have to be kind of the guy that can be the face, that can talk – and that can take the blame. Where I mean, I think there's a lot of places probably where the head coach, where an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator probably is better that coaching football and knows maybe more about football than the head coach. But the head coach is, is the face. And some people are just a better face than they are um, X and O's guy. And um, the enemy might just be a better X and O's guy than he is. I'll just say this. If the Chiefs thought he was instrumental in them winning, they would have they they kept him. Up. Yeah. And um, so now... I don't. Know. I mean, you don't go from Patrick Mahomes to Taylor Heineke or Carson no. Wentz and think that you're just going to light it up. I mean, you you had the grass. There's the grass isn't greener. I don't care where you went, like <laughs> especially so, to the the Commanders. I don't know what's going to happen in Washington. Um, I guess if he turns turns around and wins the division with Washington this year, but he also. I mean, if you think about it. Ron Rivera is the coach there. Maybe maybe he thinks that he can get the job there eventually with Ron Rivera. Obviously, being a little older and having that little house scare a couple of years ago. and We just wonder how long he really wants to keep doing that. Yeah. 
But, I mean, to be fair, if he really is a great offensive mind, that was the team to go to because their offense was has been absolutely horrible the last couple of years, at least last year, too. I mean, if he's really that good of an offensive mind. How do you think Aaron Rodgers' retreat's going? Isn't it like a silent retreat? Yeah. I bet it's pretty lively right now. Hmm. Probably thinking, afraid of the Lions right now. I was thinking of doing that this summer. Just going on a quiet just retreat? Four days. Just doing... Where would you go? To a quiet retreat resort. Where the hell's that at? Where's he going? He must be going well, he's, somewhere. He probably has like 15 houses somewhere. Well, probably just goes I, to one of them and maybe hides. It's like this new thing or something. I don't know. I mean, that'd be boring. Well, yeah, but I mean, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Well, he's probably doing a bunch of things. You're not allowed to do anything. I don't think. I think it's a quiet retreat. I think you're allowed to do anything. I think you're probably allowed to like smoke weed or something like that. I don't even think you're allowed to. I, don't I think, think he you, does whatever he wants. I don't even think you turn on the lights. I think it's like darkness. No. Sounds horrible. Well, that's what he's doing. And then I guess he's going to decide whether he's going to be in Green Bay. Is he going to go to the New York Jets? Is he going to go to Las Vegas? Um, so there's a lot to talk about because, I mean, you got Las Vegas without a quarterback. So if he, say he goes to the Jets, so is he like a free agent then? I mean, like he can just choose to go to the Jets? Or do the, the Packers have to trade him there? Or what's... I think he has to be traded. I thought he's, because they gave him that contract. Because I know that he has the contract where he's, he can get like $59 million this year, but like, yeah, I think. I mean, like they're treating it like a free agency. Yeah, like, it's like maybe he can opt out or something. I, I guess I. You know, I think that's what it is. I think he can opt out. I haven't looked enough into it, but I he's mean, opting out of fifty-nine million dollars. Yeah, I mean, potentially. You got, you got Miami with the quarterback situation. You don't know. Just. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, um, a lot, a lot going on over the next month and a half and two months leading up, um, to the draft, and we'll. Maybe next week we'll kind of dive into where things stand, but we want to get the Super Bowl under our belt and go from there. College basketball world, we got some things going on, folks. Um, we're getting away just, a, what, about a month away, I would say, probably to March Madness. Yeah, it's um, probably the first weekend. We'll probably be about exactly a month away. And, um, you know. It's going to be a little less fun without our teams in it. Our teams will, well. Yeah, I mean, unless Michigan can win the Big Ten championship, um, it's a pretty it's a pretty abysmal year um, <laughs> for 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 Ohio State of Michigan. But um, with that being said, I, I don't know if anybody's that good in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, I mean, I I told you long ago. I think obviously Purdue is good, but they're a one man team, and boy, Purdue though I they're just. Because, I mean, they've they've slid by a lot, it seems, this year in the Big Ten. and Oh, yeah. I mean, they, to so. me, they just look, they look. Again, I've never seen I've never seen a year where, again, so – I said this last time, where so many top teams lose. Like, Alabama, Tennessee. I think Alabama, it happened last year where, like – I know. This year, year it I but, mean, uh, Alabama, Tennessee. Alabama was undefeated. Tennessee lost like two games in a row to pretty bad teams in the yeah. like, top five teams. And then Alabama's number one team in the country. They haven't lost an SEC game. And I was looking at the line because I put money on Alabama, and I was like, I think it was like a three-point or two-point line. And I'm like, okay, now, what's what do we know? What do they know that we don't know? Like, there's something going on. And next thing you know, boom, Alabama looks horrible. I think they had like – I was watching something. They had like 12 points and – 
15 minutes and 35 turnovers. Like, I was like, okay, what in the world is going on? I, this is going to be, without question, the most unpredictable tournament in the world. I think any team's going to put your money on a 16 seed over a one seed, you'll win money, though. Lots yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be unpredictable. I don't know how anybody can be, I mean, Kansas, they play Baylor today. Like, makes me think, okay, Kansas has to win. They're playing at home. Yeah, at home. But I'm telling you right now. But at the same time, Kansas has had a couple of, like, two-week stretch where they were pretty bad. Duke, North Carolina. Is that on today? No, I'm just saying that maybe they could win, or maybe they they might not even, they maybe could win the national championship, but they might not even make the, the, the field. Yeah, UNC is kind of on a. I mean, it's one of those trajectory things. not to make it right now. You know, then one day Iowa State looks good, Kansas State looks good, and then they lose to somebody like Purdue loses to people in yeah, the Big Ten. Who are you going to put? A couple nights ago. I mean, Penn State and Rutgers looks like they can beat just about anybody. Then Nebraska pops up and beats someone in the Big Ten. Indiana looks like they're down and out. Then they go on a win streak. Michigan State people always will say it's Izzo time in March, but yet Michigan State looks like trash too. So. Again, I've never seen a year, and then you always have those West Coast teams like UCLA, Arizona, which everyone talks about, but are they really? I don't know. Gonzaga will be up there because they're Gonzaga, but I think they could lose in the first round to anybody. So, you know, and you're going to eventually get these mid-major teams in there. And then you got Villanova. They've always been a staple, and to be honest with you, I don't know. They just, they are not good. Um, Kentucky, they're 17-9. They play Tennessee today. There we go. So, Tennessee Some of the bigger just, names obviously haven't. Tennessee just beat the out. number one team in the country. Now they're playing Kentucky's played crappy, and Tennessee's just a two point favorite. Like to me, that says money central. Like you got to go Kentucky. Kentucky's going to end up winning that game. Um, Miami, Miami, they're good. They are underdogs. Then they end up winning. Like every time you turn around, there's something crazy. Miami's had an impressive year though. Yeah, but they just lost a game the other day, and I thought, how did they lose that game? Oh, they game? lost um, So it's it's going to be an interesting year. So tonight, Stephen, though, Michigan, that's kind of on a bit of a tailspin as well. Um, they play Michigan State. Uh, going to be, like you just and I were talking about, kind of odd because of the tragedy at Michigan State. Like They're like, uh, and you feel like everything's against them. I've, your team's going up against your rival, but all that. It's going to be a weird environment. I mean, obviously. Do you think Michigan can pull the win? I mean, I think they can. I mean, I they've lost 12 games, and they've lost uh, 10 of the 12. They were less, they were single digits in every single one of them. They could have won, and I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's just, if you got a couple minutes to go left in the game and you're tied with Michigan, um, you got to feel like the you're in a great position because you know you're going to win because they just are, they are one of the worst teams in college basketball when it comes to late game management and, uh, and efficiency and production. Um, I mean, them and them and I don't know how, how, how bad Ohio State's late in the games, but those two teams could argue for they are one of the worst two teams in the country at that, that point. At least Michigan can. I, I can't say much for Ohio State, but I know Michigan can. Um, they are definitely deserving of a worst team in the country when it comes down to late in the game. But I don't, I don't know what to say because obviously when you get to like a rivalry environment, you like want to get all psyched up and – you know, you want to get them, the opponents scared or whatever, but, like, that's not going to happen tonight. Well. Takes away a little bit of the environment, yeah, obviously, I mean, with everything that's I happened. I would say and, maybe the first five or six minutes will be weird. Yeah. I'd assume once they get in the second half, we'll get back into where it should be. Um, 
and Ohio State every time I watch them. I think them. it'll be a good game. I mean, they, yeah. they only lost by six at Michigan State, and they shot 30% from the floor. And, I mean, they played one of the worst games they played all year. Probably the second worst game they played all year. I mean, honestly, it's been almost amazing, and it's been even more difficult for me to watch because they have the talent, and they've shown it. I mean, like against Purdue, they competed with them all game. They, they were beating Indiana all game. They were beating Iowa all game. Um, who did they just recently play that they lost to? I can't remember. Lost to somebody else that they were winning, I feel like, the whole game and then lost. Yeah. Whoever. But it's just it's hard to watch because it's the same thing. I mean, when you get late into a game against Michigan, um, it's just it's amazing how poorly Michigan plays. And they just... It's, it's rough. It's because uh, I was watching a stat. Uh, some Michigan fan like tweeted it, and it was like since like the twenty twenty season, late in games or twenty twenty one. Then they're like one of ten, with or maybe all of ten, with like last second shots in execution, and like only half of them are even like there's an offensive run. And like the thing that scared me is like, um, I was listening to. I didn't actually really listen to it much of his press conference, but he basically said um, that, again, I think it was against Indiana, I want to say, that they lost because they weren't running the sets that he was calling. And, like, does that mean you've lost the team? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But they were just kind of, like, freelancing. I guess I can't remember who they played, but because they, they, the, against Indiana, they, didn't, they scored two points in the last, like, eight minutes, and then they held, oh, Wisconsin. They held Wisconsin without a bucket for the last 11 minutes, and they lost. Um, so, and then it's just, I mean, late in the game, Wisconsin makes their last six free throws. Michigan makes two of their last six, or two of their last five, or whatever. Um, you know, you, you get an, a good layup, and they follow you, but, I mean, you're right at the rim. You probably should just make that. I mean, if you're a Division One level basketball player, you probably should be able to make that. So, I mean, it's just, uh, do I think, Juwan is in a bad position right now, absolutely. Do I think that they would get rid of him? Absolutely not. Um, I don't think they would get rid of him. I think that he's going to get another year, and if he has another bad year, um, you know, all things are um, fair game, I guess. But uh, it's been frustrating, to say the least. But at the same time, I mean, he's got some good recruits coming in. I mean, I don't know what you do about that. And then who the hell do you hire if you get rid of him? Got to have that lined up. How do you think the Scarlet and Gray feel? Well, Chris Holtman's hit rock bottom, folks. Well, I know, but Michigan's been a lot better than Ohio State the last 10 years. Well, yeah, but Ohio State shouldn't be as bad. As no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I Michigan and Ohio State are really doing very poorly. Bad. I mean, they, they, they barely scored 40 points against Michigan State the other. I think they scored a basket in the last second to get the <laughs> yeah, 41. I saw, I saw something about, and this is a funny tweet, and it was like, I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't because I was trying to make fun of Ohio State because I was rooting for Ohio State last weekend, but it was like Ohio State football and basketball scoring one point a minute against Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I thought that was funny since they, they score so many points. points. They, they score so many points in football. They score more points in football against Michigan State than they do in basketball. Oh, my God. It was really bad. And in Iowa, I think at one point Iowa went up 25. Like, I mean, Ohio State has hit rock bottom, folks. Yeah. And, um, again, I guess the only reason they're keeping Chris Holtman is because I think he had a top five recruiting. Yeah, class. no, I mean he's recruiting well. He's got um, Sensabaugh, obviously, is a freshman who's been really good, and I just wonder is, is that is he going to go pro then? Or well, I think you would get out of that program yeah. if you could right now. Um, and I mean, I think they got to give him one more year because of the recruiting class. But I mean, a good man's got to be fired at some point. I mean, Michigan is a two point favorite. 
But that's because they're at home. It's rough. It's rough. So I would say um, we'll be talking a lot more college basketball, March Madness. The selection committee is going to announce their top 16. So their top four seeds in each bracket today doesn't mean anything besides just, I guess, gives you a little Northwestern, though. Into what they're thinking. Second in the Big Ten. Yeah, Northwestern looks like they're headed back to the playoffs. And they have a losing record to Ohio State and Michigan. They yeah. Michigan beat them twice, and Ohio State, did they play twice? It was one and one oh, So they're one and three against Michigan and Ohio State, but the rest of the Big Ten, it's easy. That's the only win Ohio State has in 2023 was against Northwestern on January 1st. Can you Are you imagine? serious? It's the only win they have this year? In 2023, yeah. In the calendar year. Yeah, yeah, I know. I got that. But yeah. I didn't realize. I knew they I knew they won that game. I thought, yeah. Well, they beat Iowa, right? Yeah. At home. I thought they beat Iowa. No, I don't think so, did they? I'm almost positive no. they well, did. Okay, two wins. Yeah. They're averaging a win a month. How do you like that? So, um, man, that's rough. Um, so, anyways, um, guess who's back? Tiger Woods. Oh, you got me there. I kind of forgot where you're going. Um... So, Steven, Tiger's back Thursday. It was Tiger. Um, yeah, they won twice in January. Yeah, I see that. So that's, they still got a chance to win in February. They got Purdue at Purdue. That's that's a win. Yeah, tomorrow Purdue. Penn State. They got Penn State at home though. Oh, I'll take Penn State and, any day. The, and Illinois at home. So, so. Steve Maryland at home, and then they got to go to the Breslin. Tiger Woods is back Thursday afternoon. I sat on my recliner, and it was like watching the final round of a major with Rory, Justin, and Tiger in the group at the Genesis Open. Tiger birdies the last three. He's had a lot of chances. Struggled yesterday on the greens, really. He had a couple... I mean, I think you could argue to say he struggled both days, but definitely yesterday yeah. it was it was it was like a sore. It was sticking out like a sore thumb or something like that. I mean, it was really rough. For too. a man that hasn't, and that's the thing I don't now. understand. He's played that course so many times. I mean, like, he knows the course, and then he goes there. He doesn't look like he knows the greens. Yeah, he hit some bad chips. You know, not that he's a bad chipper because he hit some unbelievable chips too, but just kind of some odd club, maybe some odd choices. Like, I don't understand it. I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday in the par 5 11th, he decided to go for a flop shot. But I just didn't understand why he didn't just take he it a little lower this, and run it up. He did the same thing on Thursday. He did that flop shot on 11, and it was like... No, that's what I'm talking about, on 11 oh, on Thursday. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, pretty positive was, that's what he did, and I didn't understand what was the... Like, why you didn't need that. Yeah, you could have just ran it, hit it into the front of the fringe, on the, right in front of the green, and let it run up there. And I, I don't know. Maybe I... I don't know. It looked like you could do that. Obviously, I never played the course for so I don't know if you can or not. But I just didn't understand why he didn't do that. I don't know. I know that grass, they always talk about the Kakuya. It's hard to run a ball up, but... I mean, I mean he didn't really get so a... high. I yeah. don't understand why. He didn't need to chip it that high. Yeah. Um, and, again, like on 10, if he didn't know he could carry that bunker with his driver, then why is he hitting it? Like, Well, I think he, he only hit it like 240. Because he still had... Because he hit it like 20 yards with his shot out of the bunker. And then he had like 27 more yards till to the pin on... So, I mean, I think it was, like, almost like a miss hit. I don't think he really hit it. But, um, I mean, he took the iron, obviously, the, on Friday and then hit it to five feet and then didn't make the putt. Well, but, I think we're all on the same page. It yeah. was Him making the cut was huge um, because we all know he's gearing up for one thing and one thing only. He had to play a tournament before the Masters. He wasn't going to be able to walk into Augusta National without playing a tournament and win. Just that, just that You don't do that. So he had to play a tournament. 
I know people would love to see him play again. He's not going to, though, before the Masters. Um, I think he wanted to see how his game did in actual golf shots, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you and I went and golf today, you know, when it doesn't, you know, it's it just, I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to see, he hit some great shots. His putter, I guess every week just depends on who's hot, they win, who's cold, they don't win. I mean, putting-wise... But like you said, it scares you because he knows those greens, and we would say nobody knows Augusta National better than Tiger Woods. So mm-hmm. in the end, that's all he cares about. We know he's going to play in the majors. He went up to L.A. Country Club this week and got a tour of the golf course. Um, he obviously is from that area, but I think they redid L.A. Country Club since the time maybe he would have played it, so he might not know it as well. Um but I, I, I was, let's just say this. It was the most exciting Thursday round of golf I've seen. Well, it's just more exciting whenever he plays. In a long, long time. I mean, it was awesome for me to watch. I mean, you never know how many more times you're really going to get to watch him. So it was, it's awesome every time I get, do get to watch him. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you, if you're not like a fan of golf or if you're not a fan of Tiger, or if you are a fan of golf and a fan of Tiger, how you wouldn't be excited because, I mean, he said it yesterday and I completely agree with him. I mean, he was, he easily could have shot two under, two under, two under, four under. I mean, he easily could have shot so much better than he did. And I don't know, maybe that's just the the being rusty. And I don't know. He looked a lot better than he scored. So Tiger, his driver was probably the most impressive thing to me. I mean, he was hitting almost on average, it, I would say over 300 So he easily. did comment that the course being firm was great. He could play that low cut. Obviously, at Augusta, if it was firm, he could do the same thing, and that's how he can run it up there. Because um, he says he isn't going to carry at 320. He can hit at 320, just not going to well, carry. He carried it a lot, a lot at 320. I'm just saying what he said. On yeah, I, I, yeah I, I know he doesn't. I mean, obviously, his, his driver isn't going to go as far as a lot of the guys usually. But I was just impressed with, like, I mean, he was carrying it, hitting it far, and it looked good. Like, it wasn't like this big old 50-yard cut. It was it was a controlled nice cut and it was flying over three hundred most of the time and I mean I'm just was impressed that he was hitting it that well when the only thing that they say is like he can't really push off on that right leg like he used to obviously to get some more torque in the get swing. better from hundred yards yeah I think that's kind of where he struggles a little bit again in Augusta it'll be a little bit different he he knows a little bit more of that but I think him playing's a great sign he's probably gonna play. Like I said, just there's no tournament that sets up to play before Augusta for him. So I think he's thrilled. I think he's happy. We're um, both happy because he made the cut. A little bit more money in our pocket. But it would be great, I think, if he could get a early, late tee time at Augusta National where he could play early on Thursday, so rest get, up Wednesday, you know, and then rest. have a nice long rest of Friday. I know a lot of players would rather play late early and get in yeah. for Friday afternoon. But I think for him it's important just to give him a little bit of extra time because you know the ankle, I mean, is absolutely destroying him. Um, but again, I mean, the guy hasn't walked 72 holes of golf in a long time. So yeah. congratulations to Tiger. It was good to see. He's back. Tons of controversy by a lot of people out there because on Thursday he hit it past Justin Thomas and handed him a tampon. Um, so he did apologize yesterday for it. Um, obviously, um, it's a prank. I mean, it's a, it's a goofy joke because 
I hit it farther than you, so they call you a girl. I mean, girls predominantly hit it shorter than guys in golf. I mean, that is a true statement. I'm going to bring some on the golf. Uh, when we play golf this year, I'm going to have to bring boxes that when I play with you. Um, I'm just going to hand you the whole box before we yeah, tee off. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the feminist movement is not happy with that um, because it's, you know, how that goes. And um, I will say this, though. Whether you think it was right or wrong, you, I can't believe Tiger Woods didn't think ahead of time. Like, if some, it, based on who he is and how many people are watching him, that if somebody saw that, that people were going to get angry. I mean, I'm not saying you should. That I mean, I'm not. We're not getting into that political debate here. I'm just saying that he knew he had to have known that if. Christina Brennan from the USA Today would have seen it, that she was going to light him up. And oh, I was watching the woman on the Golf Channel this morning just light him up. Um, so I just wonder, I mean, maybe in the locker room, maybe put it in Justin Thomas's locker, right? Like, but, um, and again, no matter what we say, you're going to get in trouble if you go either way, I get it. But, um <sighs> Nothing good can just be 100%. Can it ever? There's always got to, someone's always got to throw a monkey wrench in just to, just to tear Can't have fun anymore. Everyone gets offended by everything. So let me ask you this. If you one day um, are just a girl dad, say you have three girls, would that offend you as a dad down the road? I think it's ridiculous. I don't understand why it's offensive. I'm just wondering. I mean, because that's what people are saying. Like, it would, would be, you know, People do a lot worse things for jokes than that, so. I didn't hear Justin Thomas. I didn't hear if he responded, but Tiger did apologize. And I saw the golfers, some golfers tweeting, like, he apologized. It's over with. There's no controversy. Let's move on. So I mean, if you're going to crucify him for this, then why didn't, well, I mean, he should have been canceled for having sex with every woman in America 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah, the cancel culture would have. Um, I mean, I don't understand how that's not. I mean, they should have just banned him from public, the public eye then for that. Because that, that is the definition of, I mean, if you're going to have feminism, like, get mad about anything, they should have got mad, way more mad about that than him joking with a tampon. I mean, it's ridiculous, but that's my opinion. A lot of people want to know where he got that tampon at on social media. They think he went into the woman's locker room and stole it. I'm sure he could get anyone that has one would just hand it to him if you wanted to. This is what we've gone to in social media world. That's what people are asking today, folks. So, hey, if that's what your beef is and you want to complain about golf and Tiger Woods, have at it. If you just want to enjoy Tiger Woods and realize how good and how cool the last couple of days were, have at that too. That's what we're doing because without question, it was a fun couple of days. And um, our couples was playing this week. Had a nice round, five under in the first round. So he threw over today? No, that's this is from yesterday. Oh. He um, three putted the last hole for a par. I guess that would make sense. Only reaching the par five, so he could have been six under. Um, he's he's gearing up. Hey, he's getting ready for a charge. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I think Fred Couples is making the cut of the Masters this year. I know the course is longer. I know he hasn't played good. The I know, but he has it just years. as far as anyone. I think Fred Couples, especially for his age. I think Fred Couples is going to win the Masters. 
I went. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> now that would be a bet to put a four dollars on. Just making the cut. I think Fred Couples in the game. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna put five dollars on Fred Couples to win the Masters because the money would be. Yeah, I mean he's probably what plus like I think I looked at it and it was like plus a hundred thousand or just, something like that. Let's just imagine. So I mean I think you'd win like five hundred thousand and five dollars or something like that. Just see let's, let's see what it looks like. Golf-wise, sports. I don't think he's going to have that much of an issue hitting the ball around the course. I think it's going to be more like the chipping around I the greens and stuff like that. A, if it's a wet, um, if it's a wet Masters, that could run it. You could run into some trouble. So let's just have some fun here, right? Well, I now, think he was right down at the bottom of like plus Fred Couples has the same odds, Bernard. So let's throw five bucks on it. Five thousand five dollars, folks. Oh, so that's it. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Is it plus? How much is it plus? What is plus hundred thousand? I guess yeah. I, my math was bad then. Let's say I put fifty-five bucks on it. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. A full full, full year salary yeah. in four days. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm probably gonna put ten bucks down. Just saying, I'll probably be the only guy, but I'm doing it. Well, somebody else is probably putting some money on it. You got to. You got to put it down on Fred Couples. Do they let you bet on the PGA Tour champions? Or? No. I was oh. hoping they would. I'm glad they don't, though, because I'd go broke. I'd be putting money on him all the time. So, anyways. All right. So, next time we get together, we'll dive more in the NFL. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about the needs. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to get more of a view of, like, the March Madness. And, I mean... Before, I mean, only what three weeks away then is the you know championship weekend where we get to determine all the champions. And I wonder how long, how much longer that's going to last. When it's going to be really relevant, even even important, because it doesn't matter really if you win your conference unless you have to win it. You know, it only it really only hurts you. I mean, it seems like in the tournament. The Big Ten champion always gets a crappy seed. Still, doesn't get the seed they deserve, and they end up. And then they end up like losing the first round yeah, or the second round. Um, but we'll be able to dive into that. We'll dive into some football. We'll see how Tiger finishes up this week. We'll see if he's Tiger stay away from the tampons. Fan from the PGA Tour. And next week also, Live Golf Returns. Did you watch this full swing documentary? I have not watched it yet. I watched the whole thing. Um, there's a lot of people who um, say it's a little confusing because it's not in chronological order. Yeah, so it's not. It is, um, that's a little weird. And I, thought, I thought it was going to be more of like the... PGA versus LIV, it kind of was, but it was more of just. I thought it was gonna be more like, I hear, like drama almost. I hear than it was. It paints a weird picture of Brooks Kepka. It does paint a weird picture of Brooks Kepka. It, it really makes you want to like Tony Fino a lot more than you already do. Um, I really nice. liked his where he was in his episode. Um, it sounds like Brooks though is struggling. Oh my gosh, I almost felt bad for him when I was watching that episode. Rumor has it he wants to leave, live, and come back to the PGA Tour. At least that was a rumor going around the internet yesterday. Um, saying, but, you have to watch the episode, and you, you almost feel bad for him. Yeah, They said he was very concerned about his health. Like, he really thinks, yeah. like, he wasn't going to be able to, and he needed the money, and he took the money, and he ran with it. Um, so I, I am going to watch it. Um, excited to see it, but I guess I've heard that it's not as maybe what you just said. I thought it was going to be a lot more drama, and it was going to be a lot more bashing the LIV. Like, I thought it was going to be more of, like, pitting the two against each other than it was. Well, let's be honest. I mean, that's how they painted it, right? Like, yeah. Per- I thought that's, that's what it was going to be more, and it really wasn't uh, at all. So but it was still fun to watch. But, it, yeah, it wasn't in any chronological chronological. I can't say that. Yeah, I yeah, um, can't say that. Which just somebody said it made it a little confusing. Yeah, like, it was like... 
you were just like, just, eh, I'm over here, then I'm over here. Like, there's no timeline. Like, it didn't go in order of any timeline. It went in order of, like, one person, and then it went in an order, and then it went for the next person, and then it went in an order, and then it was like, it was all over the place. But it was, I mean, it was fun to watch. But I'm not, like I said, um, if you watch the Tony Fino episode, you'll really root for the guy more after just watching it. You really like him. He's going to end up winning this week, the Genesis Open. Honestly, I don't Max even know. Home was at 10 under. Keith Mitchell's been playing great. He's 9 under. John Rahm's 9 under, the hottest player in the world. Morikawa's 8 under. Catling loves that course. He's 7 under. McElroy, 6 under. The Cooch is 6 under. Will Zellatoris. Max Homer has kind of quietly Zellatoris become one of the best players in the world. Oh, without question. Um, There's some great players up there. Tommy Fleetwood's at 4 under. Um, I don't think anybody past 4 under is going to come back and win with these names yeah. here. I mean... I, I I tell you what, I put five dollars on Keith Mitchell. I think this morning because I feel like Morikawa. Like this is the kind of the well. course that sets up for him. Other than a couple holes that you kind of might hit a draw off. Uh, Southern California but boy, I think that kind of sits up for him pretty well at San Francisco for the um, PGA Championship. So um, big names again. I mean, I don't know about you. But I think Mitchell. The only problem with him was he was. I think he was in the run for it last week at the Phoenix, yeah, and then he just could not make a putt. Is what I. Kept hearing him say on the, the broadcast. So I'm gonna be honest with you, if you're the PGA Tour, you couldn't have had a better week last week, yeah. and you couldn't have had a better week this week. A lot of good um, guys up there, the and then you obviously games. get Tiger back, so that obviously helps yeah. that too. I mean, so Tiger Woods probably going to be a later tee time because they're splitting tees, um, but it'll be fun to see his third round. But anyways, I I'm gonna go Max Homa back to back in at Riviera. But I'll tell you what, John Francisco Molinari though, remember that guy? Yeah. Don't hear anything about him anymore. No. That's amazing what Tiger Woods, basically, and Augusta has done to him. I mean, he has honestly, been not kind relevant. Of the end of Brooke Kepska, Brooks Kepka's career on the PGA and him. I was Monday. just unbelievable. He has just fallen off the face of the earth. Those were one of those magical Sundays. I don't know. I'm going to go. I don't want to be, like, original and go with Homa because he's number he's leading, so I don't want to do that, even though I, I want to pick him. Maybe that's just because I – want to see him win um i'll go i don't feel like morikawa has the firepower though to like beat everybody that's in front of him usually though, they a, don't go super low here so yeah i don't know i don't, know. I don't think john Rahm. i feel like he's been struggling with the driver a lot recently like last week and this week there's been a lot of drives that have been wayward um Eh, I'm just going to go with you, and we'll go with Homer. There we go. All right, and Fred Couples comes back and wins the Chubb Classic, folks. He's going to be the Chubb champion. Yeah, that is an odd name. But anyways, folks. We'll the champion Chubb. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>